This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Oak Road Hatter podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Ollie Kay, in Billy's absence. Uh, tonight, hi, I am the Alfred to the Batman and Robin, and they are Jamie Castle and Stephen Day. How are you getting on, fellas? Jamie, what's going on? Uh, you're on the pitch and on the Insta. Yeah, just to start with, who's Batman and who's Robin? Oh, my words. Am I showing my age, Jay? <laughs> You, you millennials have Batman, right? No, 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 no. I, I, I know who they are, but like, who is between me and Stephen? Like, oh, like, who's who? Well, I'll, let, I'll let you fight it out. In all fairness, Robin <laughs> is just as good. He became Nightwing, and uh, you know he, he's as much of a badass as Batman. And 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 he actually became Batman for a brief time as well. Equal, this is the right? Luton podcast, I mean, yeah. Yeah, say, <laughs> Welcome to DC Fantasy. Podcast, <laughs> <laughs> We've completely stuffed this up. We haven't really enjoyed, but yeah, no, it's um, yeah. I mean, it's, it's obviously it's been a bit of a sort of amazing week, right? As a Luton fan, in terms of you, you, you couldn't have dreamt it to be better, right? In terms of the way the second leg went. Um, still pinch yourself now. You sort of think it has a little bit of sunk in now. We've sort of got tickets and and, and stuff sorted, and but, uh, that we're going to be in there amongst thirty five thousand Luton um, at Wembley for a one game shootout for the Premier League. Is um, yeah, it, it, it's what what we all dreamt of, isn't it? So you know, I, I, I can't wait for it. Yeah, that's that's great. Um, what about you, Steve? Yeah, okay. I'm, a, I'm on a massive high from from Tuesday night, and I've not I'm not come down from it at all. But um, it doesn't feel real 
still. Like I'm still sat here thinking, I tweeted out earlier thinking, you know, I was saying like, it feels like a dream and I'm going to wake up and we're playing Wickham next week or something. <laughs> um, so <clears throat> no disrespect to Wickham, but you know. Nah, complete uh, yeah, disrespect I'm, to Wickham. I am, yeah, I'm on a high and I don't think I'm coming down until possibly after the game, should it not go well. But, you know, mm-hmm. I'm where I'm at now, so I'm, I'm loving it. Yeah, regardless, it's all about the progression from last season to this season. And we've got to be proud regardless of the result. But, you know, you both say, what a high. And my voice is only just now recovering um, because, you know, we did make the Kenny hostile. But let's kick it off talking about Luton Town 2, Sunderland 0. All their fans were saying beforehand... Um, oh, how's that piddly little stadium going to make much of an atmosphere? Our players aren't going to be rattled by it. But I feel we did a pretty good job of rattling their players, and they certainly didn't feel comfortable. Um, like, how, how did you feel? Let, let's kick it off with you, Steve. How did you feel the, the game went? Because we were chatting before the game even started, and we were both a bit edgy. So what, what was your take on the game? Obviously, beforehand, I, I wasn't too confident, but I, I think it was more, um, you know, hope, you know, management of my emotions more than um, actually not feeling confident about us being able to get a result. Um, obviously, it's all special under the lights at Kenworth Road. And um, and I think I remember saying to you, like, before the game, like, out, out in the uh, concourse area beneath the uh, main stand, or, well, Specifically beneath the David Priest, really, um, it it just felt different. Like it was a, just a different buzz to what I've experienced. Like the I I, don't, I didn't get in until late for the the Watford game, <clears throat> but um, or well, well, scum game, sorry, uh, yeah, and um, it just felt incredible. And the atmosphere once the game started was. Pretty much the best I've experienced at Kenworth Road, um, and the way we performed, the way you know we celebrated that Cody Drummer tackle, the way you know everyone was reacting to everything. Really, it was just it was almost like nothing I've ever seen at Kenworth Road before, and it, it was just brilliant. And it it shows where we are now that that is sort of happening. And I think a lot of people, older people that have been going to Luton for for years and years, you know, saying similar things that that is one of the best nights that they've had at, at Luton. Um, so yeah, I just as as I said, I'm 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 on that high. I'm still feeling that high from the game, and that it just it, it's going to stick with us forever. I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was defining. It was defining for our generation of fans that never really saw the the heyday of the '80s. Well, what about you, Jamie? Because I, I didn't get to see you before kickoff. You you're in you're in the Kenny, right? Yeah, yeah, in the Kenny end. So I was yeah. among the uh, the cards of of uh, orange and white. But no, I mean, I think there was a quote before the game of with uh, Edward saying that he wanted fire and ice, and I think it was it was perfect the perfect mix. And I think if if we just rolled it back to the, to the first leg, where I think we probably got away with one coming away from coming away from the stadium, like. Two one down, um, walking out. A lot of the fans thought it was done. I think, I think the, the way they were obviously you got to allow them to to, to send a win. There's no getting away that okay, yes, a, a lot of us celebrating. But I think 
some of the reactions from the Sunderland fans were almost almost thought it was over and thought were, and were underestimating us and underestimated the Kenny and they were saying how good their away form was and they, they'd come to us and, and score a goal, which obviously meant that they score three. So I think there was that little bit of underestimating just how good the Kenny can be. Um, but no, I think in him the that that fire and ice was was what what happened. I mean, that the, the fans were just. I mean, what I think I think I called it on Twitter feral in terms of complete uh, animals in terms of. I think like Steve, Stephen alluded to that that, that Cody drama tackle where he, he won it high at the pier on the corner. They just scored it like, and it, it was sort of celebrated like like it was like it was a goal. Um, but now the atmosphere was was phenomenal, and I think if if anyone. I mean, not to get ahead of ourselves, but if it, if anyone doubts, if we go up, we can't go up. That just proves that actually we, we, we'd give it a good go because if it's like that week in, week out against against your Chelsea and, and your Man United, then we'd, we'd take some scalps. And it shows the, the power of the Kenny. Um, and yeah, to, 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 to keep a very tunnel side at bay, I think it was the, the first team just to stop them from conceding in 31 games since Burnley. I think I think I think, I think that was a stat, um, but they, they they were limited to to not a lot. I think XG was 0.44, so they had next to nothing. One, one shot on target. Um, I think that 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 was a the players were, were fantastic. I thought the performance on on the day was amazing. I watched it back on Sky and. Yeah, we were just in complete control. I think Paddy said it was dominance in, in his post match, and, and it was. Um, and and the fans helped them massively. Yeah, it it really was a dominant display. Um, just before I go on to the stats, um, yeah, as you said, Rob Edwards wanted the Kenny to be hostile because it's a weapon to be harnessed. Um, you know, home home territory. It's it's got to be, it's it's got to be frightening for for people coming to to us. And the fans played their part. It was it was fantastic. The players played their part as well. Um, we had five shots on target. They, they made three clearances off the line, which were very good. Um, but overall, like if you look at the FOTMOB stats, uh, the momentum graph that FOTMOB put on, it, it's all us. That um, They had very minor uh, moments, but it was entirely us piling on the pressure. Um, expected goals, as you said, 0.44 for, for Sunderland and 2.86 for Luton, which is extraordinarily one-sided. Um, but it was it, it was such a great evening, and I, I it'll, it'll be seared in my brain forever. So, Jamie, coming to you, uh, going a bit deeper into the first leg, how did you feel coming away from the Stadium of Light with a... 2-1 loss? I think I'm someone that's usually fairly level-headed. Um, I mean, I was I was stood next to, to Dylan and, uh, and he, he added his, he, he added his uh, tactical element to it, which, which helped as well. But I mean, I thought that that first half hour, I thought we were excellent. Um, I thought the way we, 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 we controlled the ball, we got at them, we pressed them, we limited them to, to not, not a lot. And, and we knew who the danger were. Um, we, we we deserve that 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 first goal to go one up um, from a set piece, obviously, because that was that was where the goal was, was going to come from. Um, 
And it's just frustrating that, what was it, I think 42 minutes, I think the, the goal for Gallo, just, you, you, you can't, you, you can't allow for that as, as, as Edwards on the touchline. There's nothing, you, there's nothing you, you can do tactically to stop that other than to say, say to Paddy, don't give a foul away within 20 yards. Um, but then when you got a four million pound winger one loan to the championship, that's that's what happens and you know it's a it's a stunning goal. Um I've had no chance. And it's a sort of it, it, it raised the roof. I think it's it's it it gave the fans that that I guess the energy that, that we didn't want them to have. I think the first as I was saying, the first half hours performance was fantastic and I thought we all killed the atmosphere a little bit with how good we were. I think I think that the, the home fans are a bit shell shocked as, as as to how good we were. Um, but then that equaliser them. They come into half time and and they're, they're they're on top. And then they come out second half and we we, we barely got a touch. Didn't really have have any chances. Uh, their second goal again came came from not a lot a short corner in and, and sort of uh, Trahim lost his man and scored. Um, so it was really frustrating. Um, but then at that point, I was just like, "Let's just please, just let's just just come away two one, because um, that could quite easily build up three one four one. Um, so the fact that we we came away two one, in hindsight, I, I was buzzing. Um, so I, I I said on our on our pre pre playoff pod that the least I want is just that 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 Kenny game to matter. Um, I wanted the atmosphere that we saw on Tuesday. I, I, I wanted to. To go go to that game with a chance of, of being at Wembley, um, so the fact that we played for the first leg, two one down, I thought was actually a bit of a win. And and, and although okay, we came away and lost, nothing changed that that we could have in a home game. Like it, even if we drew the game, we still would have had to have won the home game. And okay, dynamics would have changed a little bit where one nil would have been enough, but still one nil win would have given us at least at least that, that, that half hour extra to, 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 to find a second. Um so now I was I was relatively comfortable with with, with coming away two one down. So Steve um staying with that first leg then um seeing Sunderland's lineup and knowing the injuries that they had were you disappointed that we didn't dominate their back line a bit more and come away with what a draw or maybe a win? Not that it matters now, but <laughs> um, the lineup didn't really phase me because I think I'd, I'd mentioned that you know <clears throat> Mowbray had said that they're gonna they're gonna play with fight. They're not gonna play with you know they're not they're not going for the tactical masterclass of you know, having having all their players fit and being able to do what they want to do, they've had to adapt and they've had to, you know, play like this for a while. And they've, you know, that they had that raw fight and that they needed to win that game. And I, I think I sort of expected it, but I was disappointed with how we handled it. And like, we, it was almost like it was a, you know, we we shell shocked them in the in the first thirty or forty minutes but once they got their foot in the game and they started creating things you could feel you sort of feel it you know the atmosphere in the stadium of light just rising and you feel the home fans getting a little bit more antsy but also more excited I guess as well and 
And I think we didn't do enough to stop that from happening. Um, and yeah, I, I came away from it really disappointed, but it wasn't disappointed in result. It was, it was really disappointed in the way we played, especially that second half. Like it just, I think, you know, it's spoken about a little bit that it, it hadn't, haven't come away from many games feeling, you know, that disappointed in the performance in, in recent years. And obviously the last one this season was that, that away game. And it was just, you know, that, that away game in, you know, yeah. So I hadn't, you know, that I came away from that, you know, feeling awful and it, it felt similar. Obviously it didn't mean as much considering we had a chance, you know, to, to beat Sunderland um, and we, and we subsequently did, but it, yeah, it just, I was very disappointed that we didn't make the most of it. Um, but as we've said, ultimately it just didn't, it didn't matter in the end. And, I think the atmosphere at Kilmarnock Road beat the atmosphere at Stadium Alight. Yeah, um, the players certainly cracked under it and everything that we did wrong in that second half, we certainly did right in the in the home leg. Um, I guess that's why it's an advantage to have the home leg second. We, we saw that with, um, with, with Sheffield Wednesday yesterday in that you know, record-breaking comeback, you know, if, if the second leg was at Peterborough, I, I don't think they would have managed to have done that. But, mm. you know, the Hillsborough, everyone at Hillsborough sort of, you know, was, you know, behind them. And it, it really does help. And and the Kenny is is magical in, in that instance. Um, but I going to the, the second leg, because they both teams were unchanged, we did everything right there. And what, what what do you feel the players did on the pitch that turned the tie? Because it was it was just such a completely different performance. We we didn't give Sunderland a sniff, Jamie. Yeah, but having said that, I don't think our performance in the first half hour at Sunderland was too different to the performance for the whole game at the Kenny. I think it was just a a bit of magic from Diallo, and b when that magic happened, the atmosphere turned and. Um, not to say that the, the players melted under the pressure, but it is hard when you've got 40,000 Sunderland fans at the stadium and like baying for blood. Um, but, but I think maybe one thing that, that changed at the Kenny was we were a bit smarter. We didn't give away as many fouls. We weren't as, as sort of a, a bit, I feel we were maybe a bit overzealous in the first leg in terms of the, in terms of. Try, it's sort of it's weird almost trying too hard trying to hard to, hard to force the ball that might not be on and I think that going back to that fire and ice comment from from Edwards there was a lot more ice I feel I thought I thought the, the players were a lot more calm on on the ball um I don't think I don't think they were any brave on the ball I thought that I thought they were they were brave at, at Sunderland but they were just calm and I thought they they found the right part at the right time um and didn't do anything do anything stupid in terms of foul a player 20 yards out for Diallo to score a left-footed screamer um and I, I think sometimes football is, is is as simple as that um you can talk about tactics for days but I think fo football really is is a simple game and stopping their their strengths which is Diallo scoring on his left foot and Patrick Roberts on his left or right foot from 20 yards out is one of their top three strengths and, and we stopped that um 
So I think we, we we went a bit back to basics in in the in the home game, and then I think when when you scored the first goal, it it was sort of that there was really only one winner. Um, but then for Lock was to get the second goal at a per- perfect time just to score to make it two 0 perfect time with, with five to go before half time. So then going at half time, going through as it stood, um, yeah, I, it, it was it was a great place to be in. Yeah, and um, well, the last thing I'll talk about the first leg, um, the major talking points other than the goals were Joe Gerhardt's elbow on Tom Locks, where you know if VAR had been there, he would have been he would have seen red, and Luke O'Nine with an elbow on Jordan Clark, where he would have seen red. But also, um, one of the most important players in the second leg was marvelous Nakamba, and debatably taking my yeah. you know Hatter's glasses off he should have been sent off and not been playing in the, in the second leg. So that was obviously a big advantage for us. Um, so who, who was your standout player on the night then, Steve, for the second leg? Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Um, that is really hard because I'm like, I just can't <laughs> think of of one player because it when when this the is, uh, this is Ollie hosting the pod. I take no I I take no prisoners. This isn't Billy. This is Ollie. I, I take no prisoners. <laughs> Things like when I, I felt a bit. I felt not not confused, but I felt like I didn't agree with the man in the match going to Tom Lockyer. Not because. He didn't deserve it, but because everyone played brilliantly, it was like, you know, I, I, I you know, didn't agree with. It. But then I, was, I thought to myself, who would I give it to? Like, who would you actually give it to? Like, everyone played brilliantly, and I think, as as you said, marvelous Nakamba was a standout performer, and everyone just looked a lot a lot better. And you know, Alfie looked brilliant, and Cody looked much better than what he did. And in the first leg, and it's so hard to think of. Yeah, I'm not, I think on, I'm just how, how, think. how about I'll, I'll, I'll let you think about that. And Jamie, who's been thinking about it, can tell me who his player of the match was. No, I, I think I'm, I'm just going to commit to say that it's just it's the impossible question. I think uh, <laughs> if, everyone was unbelievable, and I think. Tom Lock- Tom Lockyer gets it because he kept the clean sheets, scored the winner, and was just Tom Lockyer. And I think he got it on Sky. I think both him and Morris shared it on Sky. Um, but it really is the impossible question. Um, as Stephen said, the ring backs pushed high, one balls back, and just just sort of broke the game up. The midfield were were animals all, all over the park. 
Clark came off for Campbell on what 65-70 and then it, there was no change. Morris was Carlton Morris and Adebayo was 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 Adebayo. It's just I you you, you can't pick out who a man in the match was. Um, the, the whole team was was fantastic, and I think if if we copy and paste that performance going into the final, I, I, I truly believe we'll win it. It's just that like that, that the whole the whole performance was, was fantastic. Yeah, can you imagine Luton Town in the Premier League? Wow. <laughs> just think I, I, it's all i've been thinking about since uh since the game uh for me i i like i, I thought gabe Otto was, was phenomenal he took his goal well he just has that knack right now for for popping up in the box at set pieces um and he's come on leaps and bounds under rob edwards i don't know what rob edwards has said to him but well, he, he's he's transformed into a proper player, a player that looked like he was always there. Um, but okay then. So the drama miss on the I've I've watched it back with the I follow commentary, and Wayne Turner said, um, both Doughty and I can't remember who else made the break. Was it Campbell? Campbell made Campbell. the break. Yeah, Campbell. Yeah. So. Wayne Turner, I don't understand the offside rule anymore. Like, I don't understand the handball rule anymore. Um, so Wayne Turner said that both Doughty and Campbell were offside. But False. should Cody have done better there? False to the offside call because it wasn't Doughty behind Drama, so he passed it back, right? Isn't that, isn't that no, the but there was only one player back, I think, with the but, as I as I've but, heard, the offside rule now is two players. But if if you're if you pass it back, I believe no matter the position of people, you pass it back. Like if, for example, it was only the keeper and you so if you have two players that that break through on goal behind behind the, the defensive line. And one player passes it back to another player, squares it. That's not offside. So I think the fact that Doughty was behind the ball is not offside. If I was Drama, okay, you, you get it right in terms of what, what why you went for it. You sort of minute to go, you think, oh, let's finish it off, naming lights. But for me, I, I just run to the to the byline, and then if there's not if if there's the opportunity to square it, then then great, square it. But just, just to keep the ball. I think it's every every Luton fan just was was having heart palpitations at that point, thinking just keep the bloody ball and don't don't give them a, a chance to 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 get the ball back in play and and get it in our half. Um, and we, we can laugh about it now, but could, could you imagine if 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 then they scored from the resulting goal kick and and push forward? Right, that would have been <laughs> that would have been devastating, and and that would have been so Luton Town. Um, but yeah, I mean, again, it, because it shows that we are becoming not that typical Luton Town side. We are becoming a very professional, very complete side, and that's that's all credit to to, to Edwards and 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 above. Yeah, um, uh, it, you know, we can laugh about it now, and uh, you know, the club released a bit of footage just just before. Um, showing Pelly saying one more game and, and Drame sort of having a little laugh about it, you know, saying like, oh, we don't talk about the miss. We don't talk about the open goal. So it's good that they see the funny side of it. And yeah. the main thing is they know to cut out these little errors. But I think most importantly, the pressing issue is someone's got to tell Wayne Turner the, the offside rule then, because isn't he now the head of the youth academy? 
that's worrying. I, I might be wrong, but I'm pretty sure if, if you pass it back, it's absolutely fine. Okay. Okay. Well, I'll take your word for it. But okay, so we're going to touch upon the the playoff final just briefly, just a touch, because we we got another pod coming where we're actually going to have a deep dive into it. So, Steve, because of our struggles on, in quotation marks, the big pitch at the Stadium of Light, Wembley is a bigger pitch, as far as I'm aware. Um, obviously, Coventry play a sort of similar brand of football to us, but. Do you think we're going to have any struggles on that, in quotation marks, big pitch? I do worry about it. Because um, I think I mentioned it um, in the fact that being at the Stadium Light isn't going to suit us, but being back at the at Kenilworth Road would suit us, um, especially with how, you know, how teams can play in this league. And... Um, I think I, I was thinking almost that I would prefer to play Middlesbrough in the in the final because Ooh. because of Ooh. because of the possession based football they play and we we like to be out of possession we like to you know be pressing teams we like to be making you know the most of their mistakes and and I think fortunately obviously we don't it's not going to be 40,000 versus 2,000. It's going to be 36,000 versus 36,000. So, you know, we're going to have, you know, there's not going to be an advantage for either team in terms of the atmosphere. And so that that does help ease the worries. But at the same time, I do I do just, you know, worry that how we can perform on, on large pitches and how we, you know, I think we've seen it more with Bradley than anything else, but, you know, getting, having players get in behind us and, you know, that's the sort of play that Jokerez loves and, you know, that, that's his strength. And, and it, it does worry me, but at the same time, it's something that we could also utilize as well, because we do play good football. when once we got it on the ground, we do play good football contrary to what, most of Twitter believes, or most of Middlesbrough believes anyway, um, mm. anti-football FC. Um, yeah, I think I think we Rob Edwards might change things a, a teeny bit, not, not you know, shake everything up, but like it might just be a teeny, teeny tweaks in the way we play just as, to suit being on the bigger pitch. And, you know, I, I trust the coaching staff to, to make the necessary changes to give us the best chance of winning. Um, but there is just that, hanging over me that we don't perform the greatest on bigger pitches but we'll see yeah well we do have the second best away record in the championship and the majority of the pitches in the championship are larger than true Kenilworth yeah Road. that is true so that, that, that is that is a positive to take into it and we do on paper have probably two of the better wing backs in the league. So if we harness the, you know, the, the power of Doughty and Drame, um, it could be, it could be a very successful afternoon. Um, but, you know, I don't want to talk about it too much. Um, Jamie, any concluding thoughts on, you know, sort of the pre pre amble of the playoff final? Um, I'm just delighted 
that it's the two teams that it is. Obviously, mm. biased. I've, obviously, I'm delighted that, that Luton's in it, but also Coventry deserve to be there. It's 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 what I, what I sort of want to call the people's final in terms of yeah. the, the 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 final of two clubs that have been through the absolute shit. Like 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 you said, in terms of um, us going down to the conference and and bouncing back and. Commentary UK not not going down as far, but they've had to deal deal with a lot of stuff, and and, it, and even recently, I mean, their their stuff isn't over in terms of in terms of ground. Okay, they, they, they've agreed a new five year lease, I believe, for the the, uh, the CBS Arena, but that still isn't over because it, it's owned by Mike Ashley, so there's still going to be some element of of drama to come from their side. Um, but no, I mean, they deserve to be there. So do we. Over the course of forty six games. We, we were the better side. I think we were unbeaten in nine against them. So I think we will rightly be favourites by the bookies going into it. Um, and it would be a, a great final. Um, and if if we don't do it, it'd be good. It, it'd be good to see those guys in the prem as well. Compared to to Borough and Sunderland, I think I think out of the four, if, if it wasn't if it, if it wasn't Luton, I, I would probably rather commentary go up. Um, so that makes it a bit easier because I'd, I'd rather not lose to big-headed Bauer fans in the final. Um, so, that's nice. Yeah. I, I just want to jump in. It's, it's a completely different track of conversation, but I think I'm... I just want to say that I... Thinking about, like, the finals that we've been in over the last, what, well, yeah, it's a, the, you know, 20 years, really, since the Johnson's Paint Trophy, like, there was 40,000 of us at Wembley... Like, I'm looking forward to Wembley being packed out for a, a Luton game or, you know, a big stadium for a final being packed out because, um, you know, we've we've had, what, you know, 20,000 of us at Man City and 10,000 Wimbledon fans. I can't remember the exact figures, but, you know, along those lines and 30,000 of us at Wembley and 8,000 of York. And I think just, you know, this can be, you know, off topic, but I'm 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 really looking forward to it being a packed out Wembley. For a Luton yeah. game, it, it as I kind of alluded to earlier, it just shows how far we've come, and it's 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 just fucking brilliant. Yeah, yeah it's, well, I, it, it's it's the absolute p- pinnacle of of Luton Town, I think, so far ever, and hopefully not not ever because hopefully there'll be more pinnacles to come next season in, in the Premier League, but certainly so far in terms of as the club and what it means and obviously there was the, the 88 cup final and and uh, was it 58 59 as well the FA cup final as well um so obviously that that they were big games for Luton town but i think it would take a big argument to try and debate that next saturday is, isn't the biggest day in, in the club's history i think for financially what what the premier league is now it's become a, it's become a, a mammoth um and it it sort of change. It changes the club overnight. I mean, not 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 un, not underlying, but just in terms of what the club can do going forwards. Um, if you look at the championship and the clubs like US Broms and Norwiches and and like that, you, you, you see their sort of their 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 ability in in this league now. But that's purely come from money from the Prem, um, and it it puts us in that bracket. It gets power court built. Um, so yeah, I think this this one game, if if it goes the way we, the way we want it to go, it secures Luton's future for a long, long time, especially mm-hmm. especially under these owners. So I think yeah, next Saturday, not not, not to big up too much, but is is absolutely massive. 
And I think, no, I, um, yeah. sorry, jumping again. I think I saw something recently that you know sort of opened the eyes to like open your, opens your eyes to a different side of like what it could mean is that you got to think if we were in the Premier League, the when when it comes to broadcasting and all that, you get a lot of a lot of people coming into towns days before games that brings in like huge amounts of revenue for for towns and cities and all that and i think the actual town of luton will thrive off of it and it will be a huge it'll be huge for you know bedfordshire and and and, and luton and i think it's also there's the meaning for the club as well as as what jamie's just said but also it could completely not completely change the town but could bring in a lot of you know needed revenue and a lot of needed you know um exposure on on what the town needs as well um and hopefully could could you know help regenerate the town and obviously part of building power court is you know um the the regeneration project that's you know ongoing for the next what 20 30 years i can't remember specifics but yeah i remember you know, there's a huge re regeneration project going on for the town so i think that will be absolutely massive as well and just you know adds to the meaning of the game and you know people talk about the riches of the the game for the football clubs but there's also those riches for the town as well yeah it'll be good for the football club it'll be good for the town like currently the the town from what i've heard i don't live in luton but what i've heard is uh, the the um train station needs urgent yes uh, repairing um but they've got the new fancy darts which was opened by king charles um but currently you know it, it, it's it's a major town really it, it, it's got an airport that's quite major it's got the dart that takes you into the town center and yeah like uh you know premier league money will be good for the town it'll be good for the for the football club um i, I mentioned on twitter just to uh you know sort of tie a bow on this um Luton Town Exile asked what what it, it, you know this has been mentioned as the most significant game in the club's history but you know they put a list of other games 88 59 2009 I said well it's it's obviously um not only will this Premier League money um Garrett keep Luton in the black for the next 10 years but it will enable us to build a new stadium which will keep the the, the club sustainable for the the rest of the century essentially um it's it's phenomenal. Um, this must must mean so much to Gary Sweet. Um, as as much as we're all going to be panicking, sweating, and anxious throughout the game, times ten for Gary Sweet. He he's going to be he's going to be a sweaty mess throughout that entire game. Um, so I hope that the team and Pelly. Uh, I hope the team do it for Gary, but also I hope the team do it for Pelly. Pelly deserves this as well to to play in the Prem to be the first person to go conference to prem uh, um you know since the inception of the prem modern day he deserves it what a guy um but let's go let's let's talk about ticket gate which is very exciting it's been all over twitter and uh you know <laughs> everyone is just talking about the tickets for for the for the for the playoff final um this morning i mentioned uh it's sort of become a civil war amongst Luton Town fans. Um, so people have been experiencing issues with uh, the Ticketmaster portal. You know, these vary from being unable to pay 
uh, with saved cards, random seating, you know, you book a seat and then it just pushes you somewhere else or seats that you have managed to select and then they, they just get sold while they're in your basket. Um, so the club have released a statement and uh, they, they mentioned that 28,600 tickets have been sold and this is now the end of phase one. Uh, that on average season ticket holders and the members have bought an average of three tickets each, which which is great because one of the big bits of pandemonium that was going around uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, whatever, on social media was um, that season ticket holders were, were going to buy six tickets each and buy out the allocation. Um, so they've apologized for issues that people have experienced. And they mentioned that phase two starts on Saturday with uh, previous purchase history. And currently there are 8,000 seats left. But uh, Jamie, what, what's your what's your take on all this all this pandemonium? Yeah, I mean, I've stayed out of it on Twitter because <laughs> I, I just can't be bothered, to be honest. Um, I mean, I have I have sympathy because I, I I was the person designated to go on and get the tickets, and I think that the, the aim before was to I think we got like between us, though, between like dads and sons and mates and brothers and etc. Um, there's about twenty of us that so ideally we we wanted to sort of try and get together or as close close together as possible was the aim and yeah i mean the system was was a bit of a mess um in the end we've, we've all managed to get a ticket but we split between blocks 114 to 118 which is, is fine like obviously we're, we're there and just grateful that, that you're there at the final but i think the system would certainly have been better in terms of allowing the people that ultimately right it's 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 a bit deeper than than just a game of football you, you there's, there's people that you you stand by at all the away games and and mates that have been with you that might not be Luton fans, but have, but have been to Luton a few times over the last few seasons and are are, are your best mates and you, you want to be there as well. Um, and and you, you want to be sat together. So the fact that you couldn't do that is obviously a bit frustrating, but as I said, it's grateful just to be there. Um, and then I guess in terms of allocations, yeah, I think probably six was a bit, a bit too much, but it is what it is. Um, Fundamentally, if you're a season ticket holder, you rightfully should get priority. If you're a member, you financially contribute to the club and rightfully get priority. Um, and if if you've been to five or more games, then you'll get your your go on. I think is it tomorrow or Monday? Um, so it's yeah, it's 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 it's, 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 it's far from perfect, but you can't make everyone happy. Um, have sympathy for personal circumstances be it financially be it health be it location and distances and because there'll be plenty of international fans that can't make it to the Kenny week in week out they, they might be living in the US they might watch on I follow every, every weekend every game and want to come to the game and I, I have sympathy for that but you have to tear people somehow um, and that's the way the club has, has deemed right to, to tear people um, and it is what it is, and obviously, it's people might take that as a bit non-plus in terms of my response because I'm I'm I've got the luxury of of, of having a ticket, um, but then I've been a season ticket holder for, for for twenty years now, so I guess that's the that's the perks that that me having having paid probably upwards of ten thousand pound over the course of twenty years. Um, that that's that's the luxury that that I have, and 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 I think that that's only right. Yeah, uh, just going back to that Ticketmaster system, that is the most stressed out I've been when I was. Yep. Uh, I, I was designated to buy six tickets, like for my dad, my dad's 
friends and uh you know some of my friends like that that have been to games and um yeah i i nearly just rage quit because i was stressing out so much it, it was it was terrible um what about you steve did did you have did to you... brave it or or just... did jamie get your tickets <laughs> Just, just on that system, quick. It was quite funny. I was sat in 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 the office at work because it was my in the office day. My my boss sat next to me. Obviously, knew what what I was doing, and and you sort of feel a bit self aware because you know that you should be working, but equally you don't care because you you want to get tickets. And he he was sort of semi laughing at me for a half hour scrambling around in the queue and getting tickets, but also you could you could almost feel he was sort of thinking come on now get back to work um but yeah it's just 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 funny being in, in that situation yeah i um i think you know we were we were approaching it from from an angle of one designated person to buy using client references and then figured out that it probably isn't going to work so i jumped on luckily when i did because if i'd left it any later it might have you know, left me with getting mm. not that it's not that it's the end of the world, and not that I would have even complained really, but being up in the higher blocks. Um, oh, mate, I am up. I am up in the higher blocks. Yeah, it was my fourth and choice. It's, it's, I, personally, something I didn't, you know, didn't want. Um, and you know, it's fortunate that I got on when I did and sorted. And you know, my my ticket out, and you know, immediate people that you know needed tickets um and you know well i say it needed everyone needs tickets but i think <sighs> Ticketmaster, i've never had a good experience with I, I go to a lot of gigs and i've never had a good experience but somehow they are the best out of everyone that provides tickets okay. so yeah um that, that says is, a lot that is, and that is a depressing think, thought right there yeah, and I, th I think personally, I wouldn't, if you know, hindsight is twenty twenty, and the club, you know, haven't been in this position really, and but I wouldn't have given people the opportunity to buy six uh, on their reference numbers, and just to save a little bit of, you know, I, I think three, uh, average three in the end anyway, so it wasn't actually that bad, but I think mm. three per person would have been. The better the better way to do it personally might have ended up avoiding issues but i i can't well yeah i, I can't commend the club enough for stopping the the sales and you know communicating today that they are helping the people that have less access to internet less access to using digital devices um, and prioritizing getting sorting out those people out with tickets um today and i think that shows how much the club care and how much the ticket office cares and how much how hard they work so um every, as jamie said not everyone's going to be happy but at the same time it's a learning curve for the club and they've done the best with what they can in reality um, and everyone's going to have a moan about something there's always something to moan about mm -hmm. but in the end i think considering that you know, we we all thought that it sold out by about this time yesterday. There's eight thousand tickets left. Going to the next phase, they're confident that everyone in that phase should get an opportunity to buy tickets. It's actually worked out very very well, and so I think there's an opportunity for 
a lot of people to be happy about it. And if you think yeah. that that was bad, imagine in the Premier League next year when there's basically two and a half thousand tickets going spare because we've got a ten and a half thousand cap stadium with seven thousand season ticket holders and a thousand away fans. So you've got two and a half thousand tickets to fight for in if we're in the Prem next year. So if you think that's bad, just just wait until Chelsea and United and City at home in the Prem next year. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, I'm I'm pleased that I'll I'll I'll, I'll hold on to my diamond season ticket holder. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's important for season ticket holders to to keep holding. It's um, that is mad, but fortunately, if we do, if we are fortunate enough to go up, um, power court would be greatly accelerated, possibly about yep. two to three years time, uh, or or maybe they'll put extra seating in the bobbers. Who knows? Um, <laughs> the you know, just they, build they, it upwards, oh. just just put like a yeah. second tier on top. Just build it upwards. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no, I think they're putting a gantry there. Um, okay, and some, like, some more news. Like some, 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 some dodgy rectangular Coliseum or something like that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, I'd love to see uh, them getting planning permission for that with Elfin safety. Um, so some more news that, that's come out of the club is uh, Lucina brought in James Mooney from Forest Green Rovers. Uh as operations manager and he's most likely to replace paul watson who is our current coo or chief operations officer um who's been rumored to be going to swansea um my, my opinion on it is um i'm a bit on the fence um although he's not going to be impacting anything on the football side it's uh, you know i'll ask you jamie about it because obviously you are in a commercial background so you'll have more insight to it uh, he's come in as operations manager, not COO. Potentially, like the football-related stuff has been shifted over to Mick Harford, maybe. Um, but from my understanding, he'd be working to get partnerships and whatnot. But I feel our sponsorships and partnerships are a bit—I don't want to say tin pot because uh, you know I love the club, but um, you know, like the, the only the only partnership. The only commercial partnership that I can see that's actually had a benefit for the club is uh, Muscle Muscle Squad. That you know where they built us like a nice indoor gym that the club use every day. But other than that, like utility sponsor half the, the football league. Um, Jamie, what's your your opinion on that? Like, is it, is this a good thing? Are we going to be seeing vegan curry sausage rolls? What what's going to happen? Um, I mean, I, I don't know an awful lot about him. Um, obviously, was at Forest Green, so Edwards would would have known n- known him. I'd, I'm not sure if that's a link with if he was someone on on the club's radar. Um, he's coming as operation as operations manager. So I don't know if it, if that is Watson going. I mean, obviously, I saw, I've seen I've seen the rumours that Watson is off, but I, I would imagine him to be holding a fire at the minute in terms of let's just see where Luton are next year because I can't see him leaving Premier League Luton to go to to Swansea um so I think it might just be picking out the team a little bit um in in anticipation for what what could be next year um but yeah I mean I, I get what you mean in terms of sponsorships and and various m- marked employees um yeah I mean I think it could always I'll, be better like come yeah, on, one of our shirt yeah. sponsors was JB yeah. developments that went into liquidation last year yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I think the club are, are, are always striving to be 
to be better and 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 do more and and do things better. Um, so it's just an, another example of this. And like I said, don't know too much about him in particular, but some of the Forest Green Rovers fans seem to be disappointed that he's off. So that's that's only a good thing. Um, but no, mm. wish him all the best and 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 and, and welcome. I guess so. Well, I guess the, the next time we meet will be for the the playoff final pod and uh i guess we'll be a lot more nervous than we are now as reality dawns on us that it's coming and uh you know i'm 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 bricking it right now you know barely sleeping i'm calm um obviously at, for now i'm calm you know, you know so i'm, I'm going to school this time next week but um I think it's just what what's the point in in getting too caught up in the negative emotions? Just enjoy it. It's it's the championship player final. Um, it's it's not not every year you're in in a game as as big as as this game, um, and you don't want it to let us pass us by. Um, in terms of what 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 the game will be, there's going to be millions of people worldwide watching because of what the game it is, and so the, the fact that Luton Town Football Club win that game is just, just fantastic. So, yeah, obviously, I understand there's going to be nerves because we won it so much, and it's just we, we all know how much it means. Um, but just enjoy enjoy it. It's going to be a fantastic day, fantastic occasion. Walking up Wembley away with all our boaters and orange bucket hats and orange wigs and oh yeah it's just some bits some sort of plastic vuvuzelas and whatever um no doubt it's going to be it's going to be a, an unbelievable day so just yeah just enjoy it yeah and steve you get the last word do you think we're going to turn up on the day yes or no <laughs> i'm turning up no i'm talking about the team on the pitch <laughs> i know uh, yeah, and we're, we're all going to be will. meeting in, uh, in the torch, right? I believe that's our designated pub. Wherever wherever there's beer, we'll be there. I'll be there. Oh, wonderful. I yeah, I'm I'm yeah. just I, I'm I, I went off in a daydream while Jamie was talking, just about <laughs> the day, thinking about Wembley Way, looking orange and all that. I'm just yeah, I'm 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 excited. I'm not yeah. I'm not nervous. The 90 minutes will be nerve, nervy, but in the end, the whole day is going to be wonderful, whether it's, you know, we're, we're ecstatic afterwards or whether we're, you know, feeling a little bit <clears throat> upset afterwards. But it's going to be a brilliant day no matter what, because how often do we get to watch Luton at Wembley? So we're just going to make well, it. Well, we've, we've been to Wembley quite a few times, actually. Was it, True, um, but yeah. when, you know, I'm sort not, of thinking... There's a lot. There's a lot of teams that you know don't often get their Wembley day out or don't ever get it. So um, I think it's just one to appreciate, no matter what. I think it's just just realise that 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 we deserve this as well. Like all all the stuff that we've been through, the the, the people that we've seen at Kettering away and Histon away and Dartford and Ebsley and Barrow and Hyde and all these teams that we've been to. Um, that 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 is what we did it for. Next Saturday is is why we did those games. Um, to have, to have the dream for for next Saturday. Um, don't don't knock Histon away. Histon away. Histon away was a good away day. I enjoyed that. 
yeah, you know what? Uh, was... And they were, but it's it's still like you, 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 you look in in hindsight, you look and you think we were absolutely bonkers. Like, yeah, you, you guys were. I was very fortunate. I lived in Scotland for four years, um, so I was I was a season ticket holder for twenty years, and then the you know, including the first two years in the conference. And then I moved up to Scotland for four years and then I came back and got a season ticket again. So I'm, I'm lucky I missed the majority of the uh, the conference years, but I did see the first two, which were, you know, they were depressing enough. But <laughs> conversely to what you were saying, we deserve it because, you know, we, we've been through the shitter, like well and truly. We deserve this because if you look over the last calendar year, we have been the best or you know second third best team in the championship in the last calendar year so we really do deserve this that's what the, that's what this Wembley day is about and let let's bring it and I'm, I'm pumped for this preview pod now but that's all we've got time for because we're, we're approaching an hour so please everyone listening you know um, follow us on our socials so on Twitter we're at Oak Road Hatter. YouTube, we're Oak Road Hatter. Facebook, we're at Oak Road Hatter. And on Instagram, we're Oak Road Hatter Pod. And we'll see you next time for our preview pod. Have a great day. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.